Welcome to episode 89 of My Circus, My Monkeys. The spring semester is almost over, so this month I want us to focus on resetting for the summer and fall. To do that, I have a few questions I really want you to think about as you finish up the spring semester. My question this week is where is your energy going? We tend to think of our days in terms of time, but it's our energy that gets us through the day, good or bad. Are you constantly running around, going and doing to the point of exhaustion? Or at the end of the day, do you find it hard to pinpoint what you actually accomplished? If that's you, then stay tuned. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. Here's the thing. Energy is your most valuable resource. You might be thinking, sure, energy is important, but what I really need is more time. It's easy to think that because many of the things we do will absolutely take time. But our focus on time really stems from chronic stress. When you're stressed, your body goes into fight or flight or more comprehensively, fight, flight, freeze, or appease. We're going to talk more about stress in the third week of May, but for our purposes today, what I want you to understand is that during fight or flight, the hormones in your body make you hyper-focus on time. That response makes you feel like time is more important than energy, but it is not. Let me give you an example. A few years ago, Alicia had a baby. As you can imagine, she took off several weeks afterwards for maternity leave. That meant she didn't have to go to work or do any work work for six to eight weeks. Sure, she had to tend to a new tiny human, but I mean, mostly all he did was poop, eat, and sleep. Compared to her normal schedule, this should have left Alicia with plenty of time to get things done. She didn't have work to do, but all those projects around the house could finally get done, right? But What really happened is she got very little done aside from keeping said tiny human alive. Why? Because she had no energy. She was recovering from giving birth, feeding said baby very frequently, trying to decide if his crying was related to eating, pooping, or sleeping. Her sleep schedule was way out of whack. So even when there was, quote, nothing to do for the baby, she was just too exhausted to do anything. If you've experienced this yourself or known someone who has, you know what I mean. But let me give you another example that all of us can relate to. Way back in April of 2020, Jeremy Haynes tweeted, If you don't come out of this quarantine with either one, a new skill, two, starting what you've been putting off, like starting a new business, three, more knowledge, you never lacked time, you lacked the discipline. Now, there have been plenty of people who have ripped him a new one over that post. But why was he wrong? I mean, suddenly people did have more time. Folks didn't have to commute. 
More things got delivered to the house, so no trips to the stores. Suddenly, all those social and business get-togethers were gone. He was wrong, because it isn't about time. The quarantine came with a host of new stressors that left everyone constantly pivoting and exhausted. Low energy equals low productivity. Or let me clarify, all that energy was being used for other things, leaving little left for what we typically think of as being productive. All this to say, you could have all the time in the world, but if you don't have enough energy, nothing will get done, or at least nothing will get done well. So back to my question, where is your energy going? In a nutshell, your energy goes where your attention goes. And if that's the case, let's tweak the question to where is your attention going? If you're like most folks in higher ed, it's ping-ponging all over the place all day. You came in this morning, and what happened? Maybe on the drive-in, you had a very carefully thought-out agenda for your day. Then you got to campus faced dozens of emails, a stack of projects on your desk, repeated interruptions from students and staff members, and so on. And those were just the external things. What was happening inside your head? When you read that first email, were you able to quickly respond and move on? Or did you get caught up overthinking your reply? When you saw all those unfinished projects on your desk, what reaction did you have? Did you spend the next few minutes going over and over in your head how you're failing at your job or how you'll never get all of that done in time? When Brenda stopped by to ask you about a problem she was having, did you quickly coach her and empower her to figure out a solution? Or did you take on that problem as your own? Let's just say all of this happened in the first hour you were in the office. Now, the rest of your day is likely to be you trying to refocus on the things you told yourself needed to get done today all while juggling meetings, thinking about those earlier issues, and even more interruptions. That's your energy spilling out all over the place, all while picking up even more for you to do throughout the day. I did some gardening over the weekend, and after I got everything planted, I got the hose out and used the spray nozzle setting to water them. Did the plants get watered? Yes, but I noticed a lot of the water wasn't actually hitting the pots the plants, or anywhere near them. Much of it was lost in the grass, concrete, and even swept away with the wind. If I heard somebody calling my name or a dog barking, I'd turn and end up watering all sorts of things that absolutely were not my plants. It took me way more time to get my plants sufficiently watered. Plus, I wasted a lot of water as it sprayed out all over the place. Our energy often looks like the spray nozzle setting. It's sort of aimed where we think it needs to go, but it's still shooting out all over the place. It's not really directed. Sometimes it does go where we want, but those lingering thoughts that pop into your head as you're trying to get something done are like that overspray that missed my pots. The constant interruptions you face are like when I turn because somebody called my name. All of a sudden, your energy is going somewhere else, leaving less available for where you really need it to go. I live in a place that doesn't have drought conditions, so theoretically, I had an endless supply of water that could replace what I'd wasted. But your energy is limited. When you waste it, that means it's gone. You have less energy to use for other, possibly more important things. 
There are things you can do to replenish your energy, but that involves a daily self-care routine. We'll talk more about this in the third week of May, but if you don't have one, then indeed that energy is just gone for the day. To use your energy efficiently, you need to be focused on your objective. That could be a student, a project, a meeting with your staff. A University of California study found that it takes, on average, 23 minutes and 15 seconds to refocus after an interruption. How many times a day do you get interrupted? If it's twice an hour, that means you are literally never focusing on anything. And that's a big problem. Why? Because it means your energy is never really focused on the things that you need to get done. Even when you have the time, your brain is spraying energy all over the place. That means it's taking you more time and you're wasting valuable energy to do it. Had I used a drip irrigation system or a different nozzle setting, all of my water could have been focused on where I wanted it to go. That would have meant less wasted water and less wasted time. There is a better system for your energy, one that allows you to focus on your priorities and cut down on unnecessary interruptions. The first step in this process is understanding where your energy is going now. What are all those things you're doing every day that leave you feeling exhausted? What are your energy vampires, whether they be other people or your own thoughts? Even though this does mean one more thing to do, the way to start this process is simply by logging or noting what you're doing, those external interruptions, those rogue thoughts that show up and interrupt, interrupt your focus, meetings, etc. You also want to note how these activities impact your energy. Some things, or even people, may make you feel more energized, like when you're doing things in your strength zone, while other things, or people, can leave you feeling drained. This may seem like a tedious process, but if you want to reclaim your energy so you can use it efficiently and effectively, you need to understand why it's not effective now. And if you're thinking, sounds great, but I literally don't have time. The reason you don't have the time, and more important, the energy, is exactly because of this. So you can either keep spraying your energy all over, exhausting yourself and not getting much done, or you can start to pay attention where it's being wasted so you can reclaim it. So that's step one. As I mentioned in previous episodes, we're currently enrolling for the summer session of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. One of the things we talk about is how to better use your energy. That includes what we just talked about, as well as how your talents impact your energy. In fact, I often tell folks that at its core, the Institute is really about how to better manage your energy. That means being more productive at work and still having energy for you to use when you're not at work. So start noticing where your energy is going now, but join us this summer to put systems in place to help you maximize that energy. You can register now at www.strengthsuniversity.org backslash Supervisor Strengths Institute. There's also a link in this episode summary. So start tracking your energy so you stop wasting it. And until next time, stay strong. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website. 
www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th, Go ahead and register now. Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.